0: When your ideal customer's kids are begging every night to read your book, you've won. At Dinosaur House, we turn industry leaders into kids book authors. We don't do it because it's a super fun thing to do, although it is. We do it because it's highly strategic. Imagine if every night your customers are being asked by their kids to read a book that your company made. Talk about brand affinity you're helping your customers connect deeply with the most important thing in their lives, their kids, over something that they are passionate about that has to do with your industry. If you want to have a conversation with us about how your brand could become the author of a kid's book, just hit us up, dinosaurhouse.com. Hit the little button that says, schedule a story design call. And we'll have a jam session together on just what your company's kids' book could and should be.
1: Hello, everybody. Ivan Ans here, founder of Philanthro Investors. We connect investors all over the world with humanitarian causes so you can grow your capital while it changes people's lives. Here I am, Ivan Ans, and you're listening to Purpose Driven Entrepreneur.
0: What's up, Purpose Driven Entrepreneurs? It's me, your host, Timmy Bauer, and my guest today, Ivan Anz. Ivan, thank you so much for being a guest on the show.
1: You're welcome, my friend. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. So Ivan, first things first, just to give our listeners some context, what is Philanthro Investors? Um, How did you start it? And what's the growth of your company? What does your company exactly do? And what's the growth of your company been like?
1: Yes of course Philantro Investors was born in 2009 uh, with the idea of helping families be owners in their own in, in their home like uh, helping low income families that do not cannot afford to have their own home to be able to have it and um, the other idea behind which is a, a dual purpose organization right It's the purpose of the families owning the the homes and then on the other side it was born to help free up investors from the speculative investment world and to support humanitarian causes that can improve the humanity so they get out of the money for money game but they feel that they are you know creating an impact in the planet so Philanthro Investors is a brand and is an identity for a person, for any, for any type of person that says, I am a Philanthro investor. A Philanthro investor is someone who invests his time and or money to improve human welfare, engaging emotionally, which is a key part while getting a financial return. So it's a combination of philanthropy and investing. It's not philanthropy and it's not investing. Is both things combined, so it's a new, a new world, coin word, basically. And um, philanthropy investors has been using housing for, uh, as I told you, almost twelve years now, since two thousand and nine, housing philanthropy investing, and Equity and Help, which is the the company that represents housing philanthropy investing, based in Florida. It is an in five hundred company for three years in a row, and then uh, we have Water Philanthropy Investing to support planetary water quality improvement because mm-hmm. you know the water is not in a good position right now and that's been done by Origin Clear, the company based also in Florida. And then we have Environment Philanthropy Investing to fix the problem of eight million tons of littering going to the ocean every single year. And that company is called Zloop and is uh, based in Dubai. So under my Philanthro Investor umbrella, I have right now three companies, but we are launching some wellness Philanthro Investing and we are launching uh, education Philanthro Investing after. And, you know, so on, trying to solve the different problems of the world, directing the billions of dollars that are going to the gambling industry, into places where, and to the stock market, you know, also that basically to the world, right? and to live a better world for us and for the next generation.
0: You're directing money that's going into the gambling industry. So how exactly does the the business model work?
1: (laughs) Well, because we are increasing the awareness. That's how we do it. We increase the awareness of the people in my books, in my talks, in every place, even right now, in the investment world. We share the information with the people and we tell them, hey, there is 6,000 kids right now dying from water related diseases. 8% of the population only lives in good air quality conditions. 1 billion plus of families do not own their home and another 1 billion are homeless. The animal population has decreased 50% in the last 70 years. There is 1 billion of illiterates in the world. There is 160 million a year suffering from natural disasters. They can go on and on with many different things in the world. But at the same time, we have half a trillion dollars going to the gambling industry every year. And at the same time, we have the top entrepreneurs in the planet directing our attention towards taking us to solve issues and discover other planets while we haven't fixed this planet. So it's like, hey, we messed up this planet. Let's go to the next one and mess it up. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go terraform Mars. And then then 90% of the people lose money in the stock market. Yeah. Both season and new investors. So we have all of that and we have all that problems. So I am just giving this talk and my knowledge to awaken your Philanthro Investor Within. And that's the, the, the title of one of my books next, coming out next year. And Awaken Your Philanthro Investor Within, it comes to the point of thinking for yourself, When you are talking to you, who is talking to you when you have made money and you are controlling this type of money? Is the little devil or the angel? The little devil is telling you, hey, you know, let's go and gamble and let's go. And now that you have all this money, let's go and let's buy alcohol and let's buy more expensive cars and let's go to gambling industry and let's go buy a yacht and let's go and buy a plane and let's go and... Have more and more and more toys, and if you have one home, you know, let's buy a second home and a third home. And now that you have one watch, let's buy three more watches of different brands and three, you know, whatever. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. And so that's that's the devil. And then the angel is telling you, "Hey, buddy, look, you only need one sport car, one SUV, maybe, right? One nice house." Okay, if you want a boat, okay, one boat to go with your family, whatever. And maybe you like a watch, okay, one watch. And one or, you know, five pair of shoes, but not 50. And all of this, so let's sell all of that things that you don't need. Let's get some cash and let's philanthropy invest that money. That it's going to generate an impact in other people's lives. Yeah. So that's, that's the foundation of Philanthro Investing.
0: And, um, well, I feel like before I ask you too many other questions, I, I would love to get clear on what is a, what is different between, what's the difference between a Philanthro Investor and an Investor? And what's the difference between a Philanthro Investor and a Philanthropist?
1: Okay, a Philanthropist is someone who goes and donates his money and time or bot in an exchange for the improvement of humanity, but no money back. So people as the top billionaires in the world, you see that they are philanthropists and they do it and they do donations because also they have some tax benefits, of course, but not because they do donations and so on. But you know, that philanthropy the effect that the philanthropy is creating, they don't leave it. It doesn't touch their hearts much because because these people, the people that is using the money and is doing the activity to, let's say, help a kid with cancer, let's say, and improve that, or help a family with their own home, is the people that is using the money. So they don't get to get in, they don't get involved into these type of things, right? So they lose the most important part with of their philanthropy, which is the engagement, the fulfillment. Yeah. The Yes, the ability to see the effect that the money is creating and, and being engaged in the decisions
0: it makes a are... huge difference.
1: Yes, right. Because it's this it grows the spiritual bank accounting.
0: Well, I, I'm just talking about it makes a huge difference as an entrepreneur when what I'm giving my money towards is also something that I am I have a I have an invested interest in trying to make that thing grow.
1: Yes. That's totally correct in that. And because, because that's are, what
0: entrepreneurs are, is we are, our minds are just constantly fixated on how to make things grow.
1: Yes, that's totally correct. And in this case, that's a philanthropist. So remember we talked about the waking your philanthropy investor within? This philanthropy investor is the angel, this little guy that is telling you, hey, you know, you have it inside you. It's inside you. That's why we want to awaken your philanthropy investor within, and that's our movement. But then now an investor is someone who gives money or time for an an exchange for a return. So an entrepreneur is an investor, right? When the entrepreneur creates a company that is improving the humanity and taking the humanity to the whole level in one of the 10 life essentials that the humanity really needs in order to survive and live, And try and go to the next level and improve, etc. Then you can say that that entrepreneur is a philanthropy investor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. What are the ten? What are the ten areas?
1: The ten areas are how uh, the life essential. Sorry, I'm like pop quizzing you right now. No, it's fine. The first life essential, if you think about it, that the humanity needs is air. Yeah. The second one is water. The third one is food. The fourth one is housing, shelter. The fifth one is clothing. Right? Yeah. But clothing for the humanity, not clothing like, hey, let's have... Yeah. The, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Then then, then after we go into this first... Five basics, we go to education. Then we go to being able to have a great environment where we can interact with. Then we have the animals because the animals, we eat them, right? But also we enjoy them. Then we have the, the, the health or the wellness. And then we have the arts. Why the arts? Because if you think for a second thing, there is a group of people in the world who are only working to create enjoyment, a spiritual enjoyment, to the rest of the humanity, and that are the artists. When you're creating your kids' book, you are being an artist, yeah, because you are providing a spiritual enjoyment to kids. When an artist is like all the the major of hum, the majority of humanity is enjoying the talents of an artist so that's why art is life essential because we enjoy our family moments look watching a movie we enjoy our family moments or with our family reading a nice book we enjoy our uh, going with the family to listen to a music play
0: yeah
1: everything is around art when we think in spiritual enjoyment yeah. Well, you see, so that's the, the closing... For the most
0: uh, part, if we're gathering together as humans to enjoy something together, it's either food or art.
1: Yes, that's correct. And the art itself and the food, behind the food, there is a chef. And the chef, in order to be good, he needs to have artistic talent to create, to take that enjoyment to another level. Otherwise, you know, here is a potato chip, and that's not... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean right
0: yeah yeah but the exactly.
1: artists the artists in the world are the ones that are creating the spiritual enjoyment for all of us so and let me give you one information only 10 percent of artists can make a living with their art yeah so 90 percent of artists the, of art talent is basically lost so we are g- going to launch art philanthropy investing
0: also interesting what's that going to look like
1: well, you know, we are, it's very, very confidential. It's in the works now, but. <laughs>
0: I'm very <laughs> curious to know, given I what know. I do for a living.
1: <laughs> you just follow me in, you know, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and so on. And you will discover it very yeah. early. Yeah.
0: Ivan, I've got a practical question I want to ask you, just entrepreneur to entrepreneur. And that is, what is, what is one of the hardest problems that you have had to solve within your own business?
1: The hardest problem that I have to solve within my own business. Okay, I will say that when I move, when I launch a business in a new country, all the barriers of the new country laws and all the barriers of the the culture of the people and the culture of the executives and the culture of the employees is different from another country, and the language barrier. for example when i i had my my first business in latin america then i moved to the us i arrived to the us and in the us oh and in my country they were not allowing me to live with us dollars they they had a rule like in argentina at that time i'm talking 10 years ago that they you cannot leave the country with you know x amounts you cannot leave the money the country with us dollars with you or it was just a, a suppression thing you know so but then I arrived to the U.S. with $3,000 in my pocket 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago. And um, and that was also a challenge, I will say, because having that limitations and needed to discover how to be an entrepreneur, right, without, starting from, from ground zero because I cannot move my funds. And, you know, also- What was that, the
0: first thing that you did, entrepreneurial?
1: Entrepreneurial when I was seven years old. I- <laughs>
0: Yes. I was gonna ask with when you when you moved to America with that three thousand dollars, but sure, let's go with when you were seven years old.
1: <laughs> yes, when I was seven years old, I had my go kart that my dad gave to me. But my mom and my dad says this is what this was really good for me as a kid. They say, well, if you want to use it, you need to make money for the gas. Yeah. So I needed to discover a way on how to get gas. So I went ahead and I start renting my go-kart but in order to rent my go-kart I need the gas so I invited all my people and I say all my friends and I I got candies a candy box from the candy store with seller finance from the candy store owner so I didn't pay the candy box and I say hey you know my mom comes here Uh, she can she comes to buy things here I am creating my first business. Can you help me? I will take this candy box, and I will pay you it's 10 cents per candy. But I will just give it to me. I will sell it and I will pay you. So he gave me a candy box. I go and I sell the candies for 20 cents, and then to all the, my neighbors and my friends, I invite them to my launching of my go kart thing. And then I got the garden guy that the, the guy that cuts the maintains the garden in my house in my house. To go to a to a land that was in the side of my house to create a racetrack, a small racetrack. And I just he just did it on his day. So and then I with the money that I had from the candies, I paid the gas and then I lease now one round of the go-kart going around circles. I don't yeah. know if it was, I don't know if it was one dollar per round or something, but that was my first how did
0: you at seven years old figure out? how to do all that stuff well like how did you put that together in your head
1: i believe i mean there is multiple things but i believe that since four years old and this is very important for all of parents listening here since three or four years old no since i was born my dad was taking me with him to every single business meeting that he had
0: Hmm.
1: So I, have, I was absorbing everything that he was doing
0: yeah
1: and remember that <clears throat> I believe that we we are souls controlling a body that's you know that we I, I am more my, my beliefs are more in the oriental kind of viewpoint with is that we live more than a lifetime and things like that so i believe that i we are a spirit and we have a body and we are controlling our mind and so on so i really believe that we are spirits that have learned and that we have a mission that is a purpose a huge purpose to accomplish and that's why we are in the in this planet And I believe that the kids are adults in a small small body. So if you treat a kid and you give him the the ability to give opinion and you give him the ability to interact with adults, since he's a kid, and that kid thinks you're letting the spirit power of that kid grow since the very early stage. Yeah,
0: I agree. I agree. I've been saying for a while that I think that most adults dramatically underestimate what a kid is able to understand, especially the age group that I mostly serve, which is first, second, and third grade. I think that adults are massively underestimating what they're able to understand, do, and accomplish.
1: I agree with you, 2,000%.
0: It's like most of the time when I'll have a customer and we're talking through how to communicate their message in a kid's book, they try to like kidify what they're saying. And I'm like, you don't actually have to. You do want to try to put it in their world. But, you know, and, and talk about it with things like go-karts and gas money and selling candy and that kind of stuff. But that's not the same thing as like dumbing it down. That's just taking the same ideas that we talk about as adults and just talking about them in the world of a kid. Yep. Yeah.
1: That's what it is. You are you, you have the truth there, yes.
0: Yeah. Um, Ivan, I started this podcast because I wanted to ask purpose-driven entrepreneurs what it is that they're really living their life for. Um, when you think about that question, what jumps out to you as most important?
1: I think I am living my life to switch the, the planet into a more positive direction using all my abilities that and talents that I have been given and acquired, right? So, yeah, that's that's what it is, and to help others accomplish what. The other one, they otherwise cannot. So that's what I've been doing since I was born. When
0: did you figure out that you wanted to hang your life on that?
1: I think I was um, 20, like around 2009. That was uh-huh. the year, 2009. Uh-huh. What I started, caused that? Um, I, I was playing myself with uh, designing my life purpose. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend of mine that had a process in order to design your life purpose. So it was it was very interesting because it was like hundred words, right? Just imagine hundred words, like verbs, hundred verbs, and then twenty five or thirty certain uh, nouns, nouns, and then you cross out the nouns that are not catching your interest at all. Yeah. And then you cross out the verbs that are not catching your interest at all. And then you have less and less and less and you do the same. And you arrive to keywords. And then how I designed it was what how it came for me was to design, which is a verb, and enhance, which is a verb, organizations, which is a noun, for the improvement, which is a verb, of humanity, which is a noun. Hmm. Hmm. so that came to be my life purpose to design and enhance organizations for the improvement of humanity
0: that's awesome
1: and that's what i've been doing
0: what what was the name of this guy or this program that he put you through you remember uh,
1: his name was no His yes his name is marcelo he's my friend and he he lives in uh in argentina uh and uh yes he he had you think that, he'd uh, come on this podcast? I'd love to
0: talk to him about just that thing that he put you through.
1: Yes, of course. Okay. I okay. can invite him to. I yeah. can invite him through it, and uh, yeah. if he's. I don't know if he speaks English. That's the only okay. thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, because it was it was in Argentina. My
0: wife's Spanish is all right.
1: <laughs> she can maybe translate. Yes, 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 <laughs> totally, totally. Uh,
0: um no does the program that he put you through does it have a name
1: i think he called it uh create uh, to create context creating context
0: okay okay i'll have to check it out and check him out and see if he'd come on ivan i have two for fun questions i want to ask you before you go the first one is i'm a kid's book author i believe that part of leaving a legacy is reaching the hearts of kids if you could what's a topic or idea you'd make a kid's book about
1: basically philanthropy investing
0: yeah yeah what do you think the impact of a kid's book for like grade schoolers on that topic would be
1: the impact will be that these kids are going to to have the ability to understand how to treat their finances not just for them but for others. yeah and receiving also, you know, not only cash flow and capital growth, but control, knowledge, fulfillment, engagement, and the things that true financial freedom are made about. And yeah, it will set them up right in their mindset for the future.
0: Yeah, 100%. I agree. Uh, My last for fun question for you, Ivan, is what is something that you currently suck at that a year from now you want to be great at?
1: Oh my gosh, Uh, (laughs) playing saxophone. Yeah?
0: Yeah. Yes, do you play the saxophone?
1: I started yes and okay. I, I am not good about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, how's your practicing regiment? Exactly. So I
1: need to that's what I need to increase my practice <laughs> regiment. Yes.
0: Okay, that's good. Um Ivan, where are you most active on social? Where would you want listeners to connect with you?
1: I am most active in uh, Instagram, Facebook and uh, for now yes, I sometimes in LinkedIn but Facebook and Instagram, yes.
0: Okay. This has been a great conversation. Thank you so
1: much for coming on my show. You're welcome, Timmy. The same, body. It's always a pleasure and have a wonderful day, week, end of the year 2021 and happy holidays from the bottom of my heart.
0: You too.